What's up, everybody? Shotgun Mulligan Podcast. This is Moonshine sitting there with my boy, CC Stats. What's up, brother? How we doing? I'm doing good, Moonshine. How are you? Good, brother. Just another day. Another day talking golf with my boy. Another day talking golf. We've got a lot, little bit, little, little bit going on. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters since we last talked. Nothing uh, at all, right? Who won the, I, dang, I can't remember who won the RBC. I'm having a blank. Um, oh, jeez. This is a I mean, terrible we're, podcast. We're we can't remember who won the golf tournament two weeks ago. We're getting old stats. Man. I know. I told uh, you I had COVID brain. I had to cut it before we started this round because <laughs> first time I ever had to cut the intro of the podcast. <laughs> Your boy's losing some brain cells as I, know, I age. I know. Uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, Jordan Spieth. He won. Spieth, the, yeah. yeah. He's a major <laughs> champion. I think he is. That was the weirdest of recent tournaments. That was kind of a weird yeah. finish situation i mean he played great down the stretch in terms of you know that save on a what was that 18 out of the bunker where he put it to like a foot or whatever maybe that was the playoff, that was the playoff. I remember. Well, I but um but it was just kind of interesting i mean i i actually bet on that one i actually bet first of the round i was like speech in the in the mix i didn't really think the guys on top were gonna win and I said, whatever, you know, I'll throw a buck on him, you know, won like 15 bucks or something, but uh, it was I, interesting. I was convinced, and I might have had a dollar on it. I think I had a dollar on uh, my boy Shane Lowry to win. And I looked at it, Speeth was one back. Lowry was like at 14. I think Speeth was at, maybe Speeth was at 13. Lowry was at, four, Lowry was at 14. Next thing you know, I looked back like an hour later on my phone, and I'm like, what the hell happened to Lowry? Right, Speed's leading the tournament, and then I'm listening to it driving home, and Speed wins the tournament. I thought it was crazy. I, I was convinced. It goes to show how tough that course can play right. because they played lights out Monday or uh, Friday, Thursday, and then Friday the wind is blue. And nobody could play. Nobody was playing great, and then it just kind of was status quo from there. So good for Speed. He won that tournament, and then last week we had the Zurich. I got to watch a little bit of that, not much. Um, I do like the team event though. Fun actually, atmosphere. Yeah, I actually followed that one and watched that one a little bit more than the RBC because um, our, you know, prior guests, Lauer and, and Dylan Wu, had a, quite of a finish, you know, the weekend. They were killing it. Yeah. I, the, I think they, they started so hot on Sunday. They were actually making a pretty good run to win. Um, actually had them to win. I was getting a little giddy, but they, they, they played great. I mean, I think down the stretch, though, in the back nine, they dropped a few, but I think they finished up 10th. I mean, that's great for them. No, oh, it's, it, it was a, it's a fun tournament to watch. I mean, Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley obviously played lights out on Saturday to shoot nine under to kind of take charge. Um, but obviously when you have, you're playing best ball and then you play an alternate shot, it's a little bit different. As you can see, you know, guys were shooting even one over two under on Sunday. So a um, couple good stretch of week, good stretch of tournaments. Leading up to this week, we got there in Mexico for the Vend- I believe it's called the Vedanta. Mexico open at Vedanta, new course in Vallarta, Mexico. So I'm excited to watch a little bit of this. I like seeing a new course, just seeing what it's all about. And then we're local next week, there, Moonshine. We got a local <laughs> golf tournament here for your boys. The old Wells Fargo, man. I can't Wells, wait. Wells Fargo makes an appearance here in the Northern Virginia, DC area. Gonna have a lot of good golfers. We were talking about the field before. Rory's playing. Sergio, your boy Kokrak's supposed to be there. Uh, I think people are hearing the buzz. I mean, everybody that we're asking, everybody that we're interviewing is coming. 
uh, Jared Wolf that we're going to have on here at the end of the podcast is, is coming. And uh, some of our old guests are going to be there, Dylan Liu, Justin Lauer. So, uh, so some of the younger players on the tour are coming because I think, I mean, they're trying to keep, keep their status rolling. But also you got all these top guys that are kind of filling. You're telling me Hatton's playing. Yep. Um, Answer just, just came on. You know, you got Kokrak, some of these other guys that are kind of mid-top tier guys, Woodland and some other so. It's going to be a good yeah. tournament. I mean, I mean, you think about it after this week, we're only two weeks out from the PJ Championship. Two weeks. Coming. Two weeks, Southern Hills. Two big questions I have for the PJ Championship. One, will Phil, Mickelson, will Phil Mickelson defend his title? <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. And then two, will the boss man, Tiger Woods, will he play? I'm going to say no, he won't play the PJ Championship. I don't think he will. I think he's going to hold off. I find, I, I, and I don't think he'll play the Open, but I, I think he's he's already committed. He said he's going to be at St. Andrew. That's a no-brainer. Here's my take on that. I think he'll play. I think he'll play the PGA. I think he'll skip the U.S. Open because of the conditions. This is just random, but I feel like a yep. U.S. Open conditions will beat him up really bad, especially if he's in the rough a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'll he'll obviously play at St. Andrews. So I'm so I'm I'm with you on not playing the U.S. Open, but I think he you know he he registered for it doesn't mean much, yep. but um, I think he's going to play the PGA because usually it's a little bit easier as a of a setup, not an easy setup, but they're always a little bit less high rough, a little bit more forgiving in some ways. And, you know, you get some higher you know some lower scores on on PGA Championships. So I think he will play. So we'll, and he won there. And he won. He he won at Southern Hills, right? So yes. where um where is Southern Hills again? Uh Tulsa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. Yeah, so we'll see. And then Phil Phil came out of a small hole yesterday and dropped some bombs through a statement that he's registered for the PGA and he's registered for the open. And he's requested his release from the PGA tour to play in the LIV tour. So the What's LIV it? tour release, so that just is like, hey, can I – because they're independent contractors, right? So they are, but the tour is said if anybody's going to play on a competing tour, they have to ask for a release. Mm-hmm. But they have to do it 30 days in advance. Well, 30 days in advance was, I think, by today because their first tournament is May 20 – the release in the field May 27th. I don't know if that's when the tournament is. I can't remember. but. Um, and then the other news that said that they have 15 of the top 100 guys playing. I mean, Garrigus has come out and said he's going. He's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen a website for the LIV tour, but I think see what the tour says. I think 15 of the top 100 is kind of weak, though. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you can get what they're what they're pumping that up like it's huge, but you're gonna get Phil and like Westwood, and then. You get some of these – I mean, Adam Scott, you know, he's said that he was going to play and all those kind of people. But I feel like you're going to get some guys – I mean, not that they all the top 100 – they're all exceptional golfers. But, you know, some of the lower top 100 are not your, you know, your super, super top tier mega stars, you know. But why wouldn't they? Because the payout's $4 million. I mean, they sh- I mean if, the, if they're not going <laughs> to lose their status, they should – I don't think that they should jump ship, but I could see what I would prefer to see is that 
the live golf have some cool events because I do actually like seeing some of the guys that do mostly PGA tour. And then they also try to compete with the, the race to Dubai. I love that because then you get a little bit of that fall golf right. where they're trying to chase that where Morikawa and, and Patrick Reed always plays in those and some of the other guys, Hovland and, and things. So, you know, it would be kind of cool to have them as three championship finishes like the live golf has some decent guys in the field you're raced to Dubai and then you're obviously your tour championship on the PGA but I would I hope you know the majority don't jump ship because I, I do still enjoy PGA tour golf right they put out the best product but um, I think I think it'll be interesting because you, you got four events in the United States they kick it off June 9th in London then they go play Pumpkin Ridge out in Oregon about a month later then they play in New Jersey at Trump Bedminster, the International in Boston. I've never heard of the International. Rich Harvest Farms in Chicago. Then they go to Bangkok. Then they go to Saudi Arabia, I believe. And then the team championship, they just announced that's going to be at Trump Doral. Mm -hmm. So, and the payout is ridiculous from what I saw there uh -huh. um, for the, the team championship. So. When I was down in Florida, I about played Trump Doral, but then I looked at the tee time price and I was like, well, Maybe if I uh, was a millionaire, but, <laughs> but it, was, it was about three seventy. I was like, "All right, that was a nice dream." Yeah. So but I that, don't know. We'll see. We'll see about Phil. I mean, I'm curious too. I heard this today. If he asked for the release and he's not planning on playing many PGA Tour events, does this affect him playing the Champions Tour, where he's won what four times? I think in seven times he's played, six times he's played. So mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's going to be interesting if it affects any of their statuses. But what with PGA Tour, they have okayed them, right, to go? I don't, think they, I don't think they've officially okayed anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't think they've said one way or the other with anybody that's asked for release. I mean, the so only this plot for release, is that like release me from the PGA Tour or is this like you permission to play on another tour for an event? I think it could be either one of those. It could be – permission to play i can come back and play others or is it a release and i'm done with the pg i don't know i would hope that it's more of a permission to play mm -hmm. but i don't know we'll see well i feel I, like that they were saying something about their the negotiations that they could play in all the majors except the pga but that doesn't make sense where phil has you know ex got a you know sent his registration in for the pga championship but also he's declared for this little golf event am i thinking about that right or was that well the tour doesn't run any of the majors so well pga championship right or no that's right that's pga america You're so right. i think that's where that's where the workaround is for him to play he could play all the majors um, mm -hmm. as long as he wants but um yeah the only two names i've heard definite so far garrigus came out and said it i think a week and a half ago that he's going and then mickelson I mean, Mickelson hasn't said he's going. He's requested the release, and I think mm -hmm. he's registered to play. And I just glanced at something that said 70 people have registered, and it's only a 48-person field mm -hmm. or 48-person or, yeah, 48-person field, or maybe maybe a 48-team field. I, I don't know, because I think it's like a individual slash team event. So. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. I just want to – I want to know where I can watch it because I like watching golf. I want to know where I can watch it. I want to know who's going to be in it. Is it going to be worth watching? Mm-hmm. So it's so, in. So sorry, this one's in London. The first, the first one? one is in London, uh, June 9th. 
The only thing that's going to be tough is these, you know, these international ones going to be like your European tour. They're on. Yeah. 4 a.m. or whatever. And I heard this. They're going to do shotgun starts and it's a three day event. It's only 54 holes. That is kind of nice for, I mean, if, especially for these, I think that's why they're trying to appeal. If, if I was to just guess about their business preparations on the, how to make it different, I think the appeal to some of these top tier golfers that are a little bit older, especially like your Phil's and other people, um, doing 54 holes is good. I mean, cause yeah. it's not going to keep it. It's just less wear on their body, you know, three rounds, whereas champions is three rounds, right? Correct. So it's just it's similar kind of a, a setup. I think, I think they kind of set that up obviously purposely. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I'm interested to see how it plays out. You know, what TV coverage, cause that's going to be their money. You know, if they, I mean, yeah. they have all this backing of all this supposed money, the Saudi money or whatever, but they got to get a good TV deal to really drive the money. Cause if, if golf channel is probably not going to pick it up because they, they're big time cahoots with the PGA tour. So you take golf and NBC out. CBS ain't going to touch it. No. So it's either going to be Fox. It's going to be like sky sports or some, you know, something like that or Fox or something. I guess it would probably be Fox or, I mean, I guess it could be the, the Disney networks, the ABC ESPNs, but I, I would my betting I'm betting it's Fox. Fox has been into golf once. I mean, I guess it could be somebody else out there. I don't know, but anyway, I'm not holding my breath. I want to see it first before I dive a little bit more into that. But do they have any other quirks to their setup that they've released other than the shotgun start and like the 54 holes? Or no, I don't think so. I think I think the payouts are bigger. I think four million to the winner. I think of most events. Um, obviously it's a shorter schedule. I think it's seven or eight tournaments over June to late September. So two a month. Um, yeah, I have to look a little bit more into that. I'll get back to you on that one. So again, we'll see what happens. I think I I could see guys that don't make the FedEx cup, maybe want to go play in an event or two, you know, those guys are trying to, I don't want to say keep their card, but guys that just want to need a payday. Right. And I hate to say it like that, but I think there are going to be some that want a payday. So, I mean, you can't hate on them for it. I mean, everybody's no. got to make their, their money. Um, but I think the guys that have obviously made the money mm-hmm. that really don't need it. Um, if they just jump just to, for greed, even though they've had a good living, that's a little bit different. You know, like you're, I think Phil's just going in it just for, that he's not competing as much on the PGA tour. Sure. He won a major last year, but um, he's not relevant right now, to be honest, other than him being a superstar in his career. I think it's just a, one of his kind of flashes for relevance, just like when he got in the PGA tour champions, I think it was a similar thing. Um, Let me just go beat all these older guys. Let me beat Bernhard. That's Mm -hmm. everybody and act like I'm a big show. Um, and then Tiger comes around and then floors his uh, <laughs> spot. Zero talk about Phil at the at Augusta, pretty much. Well, this week we got the the uh, Mexico Open at Vedanta, and we don't have a we don't our boy Callie Craig. I know he's a little busy right now. He's got a lot going on in his mind, and uh, but he hasn't sent out a league team yet, so I can't put a team together. I know. I know, and, and you won. So. 
and you've won basically the last three weeks. Yeah, it's like you're on a heater, and then he's just holding out on you right now. I know. I know you need to give me. You need to. You need to give me a uh, sponsors, uh, (laughs) (laughs) a venture capitalist fund here. Help my account over here stats after that Augusta win. That was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. I didn't have to reload. I've made a few bets. Made a couple tonight watching the hometown Nats and Caps, which have not done me well. I'm going to lose both of those bets, but that's okay. You know what? You don't win unless you play, right? Right. So, so it's you want for fun and games. But. Yeah, so I'll give you a couple of dark horses, and then it's not a strong field this week. I don't know if you've looked at the field, but it's not a strong field. I'm pe- I've been peeking at it <clears> since we've been talking and then when we were on our break. Um, I think this might be a week that one of these younger dudes wins, like your yeah. Barracuda Championship, you know, your Pudacanas, your Puerto Rico Opens. Not that they're crappy tournaments at all. I mean, there's always some good players in, in the field. Um, I mean, all these guys are amazing golfers, but um, – you tend to see some of these guys, either an older guy that hasn't won or hasn't won in a long time. You know, your Graham McDowell always wins and has won a couple times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think it's going to be one of those weeks. And sure, it might surprise me. It might be John Rahm because he's great, but he's not playing well right now. He can't. He can't Don't tell play. him you said that. <laughs> yeah, he'll go off on me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give you a couple picks. So, probably my one that I saw that is probably a pretty good bet, and I believe he's from Mexico, Carlos Ortiz. I like that. His brother's in the fear, right? Filled, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, I picked Finau to finish in the top five. Um, Kevin Na to win. He's dollar pays one dollar pays twenty, not one twenty. Um, and then I'll give you a couple. Well, then I got uh, past Shotgun Mulligan pod guest Doug Gim. Dollar pays 56. Uh, and then probably my biggest, <laughs> my biggest two, well, my biggest one, I'll just keep one. Curtis Thompson, dollar pays 300. All right. And I think it's totally possible. Like you just said, you could get one of those younger guys out there. Been playing well, kind of. You're playing with not – it's not as strong of a field. And like you said, I don't like – I don't necessarily like saying it's not a strong field. They're all professional golfers. I'm sitting at home talking about golf in my basement. But it's not as – it doesn't have a strong field compared to what it's – where it's – even next week's tournament from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I think next week's tournament is going to be a pretty strong field, especially for this area. Right. So – I can. I definitely agree with you. I think it could be one of those younger guys or a guy that's first, second, third year on tour who needs a win and comes out and plays well. And I don't know anything about the course, so Same. this was all blind. Yeah, I'm coming in blind too. I'm just going to throw. You know, I got a few bucks that I want to just throw out. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through. I'm trying to trying to give you a couple top ones because some people. Every time I keep scrolling through, a couple people catch my eye. Um, so I go top tier guys. If I was going to go one in the top set of to bet on, I did like your Kevin Na. That was kind of sitting there. Um, how about Chris Kirk? Yeah, he hasn't played great. The, I think the last two tournaments I had it. I picked him in DraftKings 
several weeks ago because um, he was playing some good golf in the fall, like really good golf. Um, he's he's solid. I think he could do it. Um, so that's one of the guys. He is one buck would pay you thirty five bucks, so mm-hmm. plus thirty five hundred. And then let me give you one a little bit lower tier. Yeah, Ortiz is nice. How about Scott Stallings? He kind of he kind of what was it at the um, Valero, right? Yeah, he was third or he's second. Yeah. yeah, he played well all week. He had a chance, I think, on 18, but he's um, – no, that was Hostler, but he was up in, in the mix. I think he was in the group before them. Um, but I think he he's a middle-tier guy. And to give you one lower-tier guy, um, I love riding the train on our, our past guest. You got Dylan Wu at plus 15,000. He's played well. Put a – put a quarter on him folks i mean come on him and lauer were 10th last week these younger dudes can win i put a quarter when you can put 50 cents right or you could put a dollar and you could and just go full out for our boy coming up jared wolf plus thirty thousand. let's go let's let's go jared wolf (laughs) 300 bones man I you know I like I like we're gonna you folks you're gonna hear this interview in a couple of minutes. Jared just seems like a very very nice guy. His story is amazing, just kind of how he's been grinding on tour. Um, but I'm pulling I'm pulling for him. But I'm really I did make a bet on him. I'm pulling for Curtis Thompson. I'm pulling for Alex Ridhamel, another past guest on the show. Right. It's all about the past guests. Yeah, we got to keep it. Keep the uh, the shotgun mulligan fuel for the tourneys. I think I think they got it going on. I think they're gonna. I believe they're gonna be up here next week, so I'm excited. I'm I, I'm gonna ride the train. Curtis Thompson will win this week. I like that, dude. Confidence. I'm confident. You like well last week. I'm confident. You're like Kevin Durant over here calling yourself God, basically. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? I did not see that. He said that he he referred to himself as God, and then got upset that people started to hit him back on Twitter. They're like, "Dude, after that series, you're calling yourself God?" Because he basically was like, "It's confidence, you know. You have to have basically, you have to have confidence." So stats, Kevin Durant over here, big big bold predictions. And and to note, I am not drinking any tequila tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is what? It's bold. No tequila. I do like that, dude. He's he's a young talent. He bombs the ball, dude. He's Lexi's he brother. Lexi yes. comes out of her shoes when she's Scotty Scheffler of the LPGA Tour. I love watching her swing. She literally looks like she's going to rip her back in two when she <laughs> when she hits her driver. But I love I love those people that get after it. Yeah, it's 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 go hard or go home. They That's they right. either they either play really well or they play really crappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my style, dude. Uh, yes, you got to go hard, dude. <laughs> you might shoot 82. You might shoot 102. You never know. That's right. Hey, one out of 10 ain't bad. Right. <laughs> well, well, not on tour. Not on tour. Right. So that's who I'm, I'm sticking with. I'm, I'm sticking like with Curtis this week. I I want Jared to play really well, too, as you guys are. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So. Well, I think Jared's going to do it, dude. I'll just go bold with you. Shotgun nice. Mulligan. We're gonna have a first win guest leading up 
stay the week of the tournament. He seems relaxed. Great dude. Great story. Enjoy this interview. Moonshine's bold prediction. Jared Wolf coming up. It's great stuff. Hey, you know all those two boys got to do? Get it up and down. Get up and down. Hey, how's it going? Good, Jared. What's up, brother? Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I know we've been trying to set this up for a little while, and we appreciate you taking the time. You know, I know you got a busy schedule there with the tour this year. And how's Mexico, man? How you settling in down there? No, it's great. Uh, and uh, for, for my, I appreciate y'all being flexible with the schedule and everything too. Uh, uh, but no, Mexico's good. Mexico's Mexico's fun. Just practice around today. Um, courses, courses, super nice. Like, looks like nobody's ever played it really. Really. <laughs> What part of Mexico yeah. is it in? Where are you guys at? Uh, it's in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, okay. This is a new stop for the tour, right? Not that Mexico is a new stop, but this is a new course for the tour. Yeah, yeah, it is new. Uh, it's a new one. It's a Greg Norman course, which is kind of ironic. But... <laughs> He's not in the news lately. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing going on. We, we thought about it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, we thought about having some fun uh, Instagram posts and stuff about it, but we figured we kind of like our jobs, so right. we're probably not going to do that. <laughs> right. How's uh, this first year on tour been, man? I know you've had quite a journey, you know, of your uh, your tour in your uh, professional career. So how's it going so far? It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, this, this I don't want to just go straight to results and everything, but the the whole lifestyle out here and the whole been everything and just the opportunity and different things like that has been well worth the, the grind since, you know, I was a kid trying to get here. Um, results this year haven't been amazing. Haven't been, haven't been what I wanted, but thankfully we've still got about half the year left or a little under half the year left. And, and there's plenty of time, uh, you know, to, to win an event or, or get things going in a better direction to stay out here next year. Absolutely. Yeah, because I was, you know, I was reading up a little bit about you and, you know, because it's been a long time with your professional career. You've been, you got on the corn ferry and sound like uh, you're thankful to get like an investor to kind of push you along and give you the chance to to be able to have that career on the tour that you've been looking for. So it's nice having a dude that's, that's worked hard for it. I mean, there is, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that had, you know, tons of resources and could just go mm-hmm. on there and go to every tournament that they wanted to. So, so congrats to that, man. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, there've been a lot of, a lot of things along the way, a lot of good people and that helped us, you know, get to where we're at and, you know, we wouldn't been able to do it without them and, and probably too long to read off, but, um, but you're right. There's, there's a lot of guys that, you know, had the talent and showcased it, uh, straight out of college and, um, some of them didn't go to college and different, things like that and that just wasn't the route that I that I took right uh, to get here but uh, and we're here nonetheless that's awesome man I think a lot of it too just what little what I know about you a little bit and what I gather is it's not all about winning it's about the want and you want it and mm-hmm. I, I you know and just Mark and I talking a little bit earlier it's you're somebody that I can truly tell that wants it and the, the more you want it, it the result will eventually come I mean as a coach, that's what I tell my kids all the time. It's not all about winning. It's if you want it. If you want it enough, it'll keep it'll keep rolling into you. So um, that's what I see. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, honestly, most of these guys that, that you, you know, everybody calls journeymen out here. Um, 
we I, I've seen a lot of guys because I spent most of my time, uh, if you want to call it on the development tours. Yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of guys that have made it through, uh, you know, Justin Lauer being one of them, uh, David Skins uh, being one, uh, a few others that are still on the Corn Ferry Tour that are that are doing really well there. Um, it, it's not – sometimes it's not about who's the best player. It's, you know, who's the one that that's sticking it out the longest, who's willing to sacrifice some things that, you know – you may get with quote unquote, a, you know, a comfortable type job. Um, and that's, and, and that's just what I've seen over the years. And sometimes it's just the guys that stick it out longest that that'll make it. That's awesome. So what are you feeling about your game right now? That, that what, what is your best part of your game uh, right now that, or ever, uh, what are you, what are you kind of focusing on right now? Right now? Uh, well, thankfully this week, the uh, I've been, I've been kind of, getting off the tee poorly, uh, in the last, probably the last few months. And, uh, you know, a lot of user error on that. So I've been trying to get that, get that straightened up. And this week, thankfully is a, a good course to do that. It's pretty, pretty open for uh, all but a couple holes. And, but, uh, I, what I really like what I've been doing well on here in the last couple of weeks is, uh, wedges have been good. Um, and I'm hitting more greens with my scoring clubs and, and and also just also hitting it close and getting a lot more of those you know four foot five foot birdie putts that you know come when you're playing really well though those are those are coming in you know once or twice around uh, and you know those are the those are the nice ones that you can you can kind of kick in but that um, waiting for my chipping to come back a little bit uh, form's good and the practice is good just waiting to see that happen in the tournament and then uh, putting getting a little more consistent there's. There's a, there's a couple things. There's not really, <clears throat> excuse me. There's not really one thing uh, that I can look at on the, on the golf game and say, you know, this thing's really saving me or, or this thing's really killing me. It's just, it's getting all of it to start working together and going in the same direction. And, and instead of fixing one and then something else pulling me back down or something like that right now. Awesome. I got a question about the stats. Cause I know, a lot of players look at the stats. How much does that impact how you practice moving forward from week to week when you're looking at the stats the PGA Tour puts together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do such a good job of putting all that together. We used to, I used to do a lot of stuff with uh, with Decade and putting all the all the stats into Scott Fawcett's thing, and uh, I don't do that as anymore just because Shotlink does all of it for me. Um, I can get lost in the data a little bit, uh, but it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, if, if you're kind of sucking, you don't really need the data to show you that you're, right. <laughs> that you're screwing up. Uh, but, but it's good to look at it and say like, man, you know, I, you, you kind of lose that short term memory of, of, well, last week it was, you know, three or four shots I hit from 80 to 110 yards that I was like, man, I really wasn't happy with those. But if you go and look at your stats for the year, maybe you've only hit a dozen of those and you've hit 50 or 60 shots from 150 to 200, you know, and those are the ones that you need to practice in your proximity to the hole. And those are not what they should be. Um, so it's putting more pressure on those, on those shorter shots that you feel like you shoot it up and down and uh, those kind of things. And so I've, I've got a, a good friend of mine that put together a, a bit of a little report that he, uh, that he did, he used the shot link stuff and all that. And he kind of showed me, uh, you know, I need to get a little closer with the 
need to hit hit more greens and get a little closer with one 125 to 200 so it's a big gap obviously um but not to worry so much on 125 and down and then not really worry about 200 or above because i'm doing really well on those uh, and then putting he said uh, you need to look at your 10 foot putts and in and you don't really have to worry about the ones outside of that because you're doing okay there um the same thing with chipping we we worked on on those kind of things. So unfortunately there's kind of a long list when we did this first report, but it, 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 to answer your question, the stats can help you narrow in on what it is you're supposed to practice and not just what you think you might need to work on, um, which is, which is nice, but it can also lead you to get a little, little lost in it too. Yeah. Cause you can focus on the stats too much and then kind of go one way or the other. So exactly. Yeah. Do you, Go ahead. Seth. When, is it, when, you, when, you, when you guys are looking at the stats, are you looking at the tour average and kind of figuring out, not necessarily you need to be average, but kind of maybe median? Yeah, since they've added the strokes gained to everything now, um, you if you can just get everything into the green, I mean, not even everything, just get most everything uh, that you do the most often into the green. Um, and, and that's where I was talking about, you know, maybe I was upset one week about those wedges inside of 100 yards, but but if I'm only going to hit, you know, 5% or 8% of my iron shots from that distance of the year, then I don't need to worry about those being as much, you know, the strokes gained where if I'm hitting a lot of 175 shots, then I need to make sure that's my strokes gained, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or off the tee. I mean, strokes gained off the tee is going to be huge. And then putting, uh, you know, but breaking it down and putting and seeing, well, I'm I'm pretty level on strokes gained putting, but I'm losing – you know, half a shot around inside of 10 feet. Well, like that's pretty manageable. You can work on that. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't really work on strokes gaining from 20 feet and trying to make putts, you know, because that's just, that, that's going to be hard to do. So, um, but you're right. Yeah. You got tour average and then you have um, the strokes gained type thing. And I, and I just, I just want to be positive in each one of those. And then, you know, that'll, that'll lead to uh, being above tour average on everything else. Have you noticed a whole lot of difference between when prior to the stats that you've been doing more recently um, in your results and things, or has it been kind of similar, just kind of a different setup or what have you noticed? Uh, You mean like comparing it to the, to when I was on corn fairy stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah, before you had like all the access to, you know, shot link data and everything like that when you're younger and you're, well, yeah it's it's just crazy how intricate it is now and how detailed you can get it versus what i had i mean when we were you know we were in college when we were kids it was just how many fairways how many greens how many putts right you know how many up and downs that's it now it's now it's well up and down from the right side of the green left side of the green the rough 20 yards 10 yards all this i mean there's just so many things to look um but you know that's that's what i liked about looking at the decade stuff uh, when I was playing on the corn ferry and, and Latin tour um, is I could, I could kind of do a little bit of the shot length type stuff, but it wouldn't be as accurate mm-hmm. because it was up to me to you know, really figure out how long a 20 foot putt is. And, and I'm not very good at guessing that uh, I found, I did find that out when I was uh, in my first event in Napa is like, I was looking at shot length and it said six foot, eight inches. I was like, wow, I've been writing this down as four foot, you know, four foot, three inches or something like that. Like I, I'm a really bad guess at these things, uh, but now it, it is fun to go back and compare some compare some statistics to when I was playing really well in 2020 um, to kind of like how the fall series went or how uh, 
you know, the West coast swing went and stuff like that and, and being able to kind of compare those, um, those stats together and see where I, where I need to improve on. Yeah. It's all where you're, uh, you graduated from Murray state, right? You grew up in Louisville. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've John, John Morant fan or you watch any of basketball? Oh yeah. Yeah. I am. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when we went, we played Valero a couple weeks ago. We fortunately and unfortunately, we got free tickets to go watch uh, San Antonio play Memphis. But Ja was hurt. Oh, geez. yeah, he was hurt, so it's kind of bummer. Yeah, I haven't watched but, a whole lot of NBA, but man, he's awesome. So yeah, I, I, I see on him. watching highlights. Yeah, they just just watch the highlights, right? Like that. That's that's the best part. Right. Yeah, now he's he's a, he's a, he's an incredible player and we've it's it was a fun school to go to to have a basketball school and and to have you know when we were there we won the first round against uh Vanderbilt the first round of the NCAA when I was there so that was that was a lot of fun and it's been fun to watch them yeah they've been relevant yeah you know Murray State's been relevant for a long time in basketball I grew up in Mm -hmm. uh, Huntington West Virginia so not too far down the road from you uh oh yeah down the road but but yeah, man. So you gonna make it up to the Wells Fargo next week, or what's your plans? Are you you taking the week off? Or? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, because we're, we're no, right on, yeah. What's that? We're right outside the DC area, so we're wanting to oh, know okay. whether you're coming up. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, I'll be there for that, and then Byron Nelson. Um, I'm basically playing anything I can get into uh, with nice. with where our category is. Um, and, you know, until you win, you don't get out of our category, and um, you got to take what you can get. Right. So what, obviously, short season for you so far on the tour. So I'm going to ask you a two-part. A, what's been your favorite stop so far, and what stop are you looking forward to? Um, my favorite one so far, I like the tournament itself, like the way everything was ran, everything that went on was with the, the Sea Island tournament, the RSM. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite tournament so far has been uh, – uh, Tory playing um nice. playing out there. Why am I drawing a blank on the name of the tournament? Um, Farmers. Farmers. Thank you, Kylie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was like when I got my card, I was like, I get to play Tory. I guess it's gonna be so much fun. And I did not play like I didn't play it great, but but I, I, as I'm playing the course, I'm like, man, like I can have my mediocre game here and I can I can compete. Like this is my kind of place. Um, but I, I just didn't have it that week. So that that one was my that one's probably been my favorite one. Um, but man, they all, they all are so good. <laughs> they all take care of us so well. It, it, it's a blast. Mark, well, did, Mark didn't play well either <laughs> last year. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it fit my game too, Jared, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Too <laughs> Cause it's so wide open, but man, you get behind any, oh, yeah. or you're, you're, you know, not in a good spot. Uh, uh-uh, no, man, that, that, that rough, I'm still getting treatment on my left side of my back from how many times I had to hack out of the rough Brutal. out there. Yeah, I was there Golly. maybe a month after the U.S. Open, and it's still – they had cut it down a little bit, but it still was rough, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't imagine what it was like in the U.S. Open. I mean, when we played it and it was in the best conditions it can be, I mean, it was a, the scores were pretty low for Tory right. when we played it. And I'm like, I don't know how this place would be with greens rolling a 13 and rough up <laughs> another four inches. Like, crazy. I would have had to withdraw because I couldn't – I wouldn't be able to swing. We're really excited to see the tournament next week because – We've seen, well, years ago when it was the Kemper Open or Booz Allen, scores were through the roof, and then they've redesigned the course. I've seen it as six and seven under for what was the nationwide, now Corn Ferry. And then 
for Tigers tournament for a couple of years, I think it was nine and 12. I think uh, Francesco Molinari wanted at 12. And there's holes that you can get at, but there's some holes that you can go after and all of a sudden you're in trouble. I mean, there's a, there's a drivable par four on the back nine. Um, mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, everybody, I, I think everybody's in for a treat when they hit good old number 11 at, at uh, TPC Potomac because it is a it is a bear. Oh, so. man. I, all right. Well, I'll, I'll have that. On, I'll have that on my on my radar when I get there. Uh, I, I honestly don't know enough about the place. Uh, so kind of hearing hearing about it from from you all is, uh, is is exciting. I'm really looking forward, really looking forward to it. Um, I know a lot of guys that have played Quail Hollow are kind of bummed out it's not there this year. But for for myself, I haven't played either one, um, so you know I'm kind of indifferent. I'm just happy to be playing in in the tournament, and um, I've heard I've heard some good things about Potomac, so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a good crowd. The way it kind of funnels into different holes and things, there's mm. some pretty good buzz, especially on the weekend. Yeah, it was it was pretty nice when uh, Tiger was making a little run at Molinari. Uh, what was that two years ago, and when he won it, but but yeah, it was, it's a good place for a golf tournament. So I think you'll have a good time. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. I, I might need to do a little research on on past tournaments there and kind of get get familiar with what I, what I'm uh, you know about to get into. <laughs> that might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, undulations. It's it's a it's a cool golf course. Yeah, you'll like it. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, what other, like, wise, course-wise this year? So I know you're trying to get win wherever you want, but, you know, you're talking about Tory. Mm -hmm. but is there any other ones that kind of fits your game well or that you've played a ton or, or that you're looking mm -hmm. forward to in the spring? So I think uh, I think TPC Craig Ranch out in Texas. Um, I haven't played it. I had a lot of friends that live out in that area and then played at Q School and stuff there. I think that's going to be a fun course that, that kind of fits my style. Um, you know, we played the, the Valero course. The uh, the Oaks, I think it's called the Oaks uh, at TPC um, for the Corn Ferry event. And so when I when I I didn't know I was getting into that that field until Wednesday when I got the call. But I was uh, I was really looking forward to that one because I'd already played it and I knew how much fun it was. Uh, but what else is coming up? Um, you know, it'd be fun to play some golf up in up in Michigan. It'll be fun. Minnesota, yeah. like that mm -hmm. time of year playing those courses. Uh John Deere I've heard is a lot of fun. So that, that'll be nice. Uh the golf course out in Reno for the Barracuda is supposed to be, you know, real pretty. Uh you know, hopefully I'll be playing so uh, playing the opposite field events during those. But if but if I am playing there then uh that you know that'll be nice. Uh what else is there? Uh, I mean, because honestly it was like it was like Pebble Beach, Tory. Right. Um, then you had the Florida swing there, and then yeah, the Honda mm -hmm. was like one because I love that course too. And is I, that I course brutal? So, that, that course uh, looks really tough. I played it so bad the first day, but I, the the weird thing was I played second day. I shot two under, and like it, it I think four under was the low score of the day, or five under was the low score of the day. Mm -hmm. But it was it was one like where I, I was playing around and I was like, man, this is just fun. Like this golf course is fun. It's hard, but if you hit good shots, you can, you know, you can play some good golf, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it can get really hard when, when it starts to dry up and kind of get crispy because the ball rolls off the green and the greens just gets really small uh, and the up and downs around there start getting a little, little dicier with the mm -hmm. uh, way the the way the grass starts kind of, you know, burning out a little bit as they, they shave it down and stuff. But 
I love, I love that place. A lot of guys complain about it, but I, I love, <laughs> I love that place. It, I don't know what it is about like that place and Tory and like these long, hard golf courses like that. That's, that's the style I like. Uh, even, even when it beats me up, I'm like, man, I, I know I can play these, these places. Well, uh, I wanted to get into Valspar obviously really bad too. Like I've heard that place is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the Honda. I like. I enjoyed the Honda. That was a good tournament. Um, the course in Dominican was pretty nice. Was it? Um, it was cool. We had like some 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 holes on the cliffs with water uh, kind of cracking up on everything. Um, enjoyed that. Uh, I haven't really played any golf courses yet that I've been you know disappointed with. They've all been they've all just been awesome. I, I oh, uh, La Quinta Country Club was that one was. That one was really cool out it for the american express that was yeah that like one always looks school. awesome yeah yeah they don't they don't i don't think they do enough tv coverage on it because it's no. in perfect shape it was, it was one of the best best manicured courses i've ever played it was almost flawless I mean, the greens were fast the rough was and fairways were beautiful um and i, I love that place so what Go ahead. Chris. Who's uh, who's somebody that you've played with this year that maybe you've never gotten to play with before that you really enjoyed on tour? I'll tell you that I was super impressed with. Um, I got to play Luke Donald and Charles Howe, the third, and uh, at Valero because I got uh, Andrew Landry backed out on Wednesday, so I got I got his tee time, um, and so that that was pretty cool. You know, getting to see two guys that you know, Luke, who's you know climbed the pinnacle of of golf winning on the money list on both tours. Um, and then you got Charles Howe that's played 604. It was a 604th yeah. event. That's why. Uh, never lost his tour card. <laughs> it's three wins, you know, it was like, this is crazy. And, and they were, and they, they were so nice and they were just, you know, good dudes. Um, you know, didn't, I didn't make me feel out of place one, one bit, you know, as, and it was my, I think my 11th start, you know, so I mean, I'm only, it was a 590, something behind or 590 <laughs> something behind Charles Howe. Uh, but it, it was, man, that, that, those guys were so cool. And uh, it was cool to play with, you know, some guys in our category, we play with basically the same guys we played with last couple of years on corn Ferry tour, which is great. Cause they're, you know, love the guys. Um, but it, it's fun to play with guys that have been out on this tour for 20 years, you know, or 10, however long they've been out here and they've, and they know what's, they know what to do and how to play well out here. And, how to carry themselves, um, how to interact with fans, uh, you know, it, all those kind of things. So it was I, – I, I thoroughly enjoyed those two rounds. I think I got a lot out of those just, um, you know, being with those guys. And I played well also, but I feel like it was, you know, kind of like when you get called into – or maybe if you you go on a sales call with, like, your your boss or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're with the guys and you're like, all right, even if I'm mad, I'm not going to slam a club today. Or I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do something like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want these guys thinking I'm a hothead or something. And um, it ended up just, it, it was just a fun, it was a fun two days. Do awesome. you, do you ever? I just kind of piggybacking on that. Do you ever like if you get into a Saturday round or going into Friday and you finish and you kind of look at see who you could be playing with and you're like, oh, I'd really like to play with that guy. Do you kind of be like a kid in a candy store and you're like, ooh, I could get to play with, yeah, Rory or or you know, John Ron, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Wouldn't you yeah. kind of get giddy about that? Uh, I, I, you know, I did at the beginning. Um, 
like when I made the first cut at the RSM, I was like, oh yeah, who am I going to play with? Who am I going to play with? And one of them, I ended up playing with uh, um, Lonto Griffin, who who lives in Jacksonville, and I played a couple <laughs> dozen rounds with him. I was right. like, yeah, this will be fun, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it. I think I think Louisiana probably would last week would have been the chance to, you know, f- like to be paired with Cantley or Morikawa or uh, or not Cantley Morikawa. It was Morikawa and. Uh, Hovlanders, you know, because they were in the middle of the pack, um, or like Bubba and Harold, like you know, that would have been kind of the chance to get the two for one special right there, where you get, uh, where you get that. But I, yeah, I think when that that first tee time hits on the weekend, when I'm paired with, you know, one of the top ten players in the world, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be a little more buzz about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I've always wondered, do you guys feed off of each other pretty like? throughout the round and things like that. Cause I've always, they always talk about it on the coverage and things like that, that, you know, someone's playing well and then they feel like people feed off of it. Do you really pay attention or did the group in general kind of bond together a little bit or not so much? Mm-hmm. What have you noticed? Mine, mine's not really on how somebody's playing, but just how enjoyable they are or like how, you know, how into the round they are. Um, you know, if a guy's fighting hard, like that's, you know, you feed off of that, I think. And, and, but if a guy's basically given up and he's just kind of frustrated and doing his own thing, like it's kind of hard to, that sometimes it's hard for yourself to kind of pull yourself away from that. Right. Um, but I think it depends if, if a guy's playing with a buddy of his that he's, that he plays practice rounds with and all that kind of stuff, I think they might feed off each other more than, um, you know, like I, I don't think Luke Donald was, was, uh, feeding off of how I was playing at the Valero, even though knows, I, was, man. I was playing, I was playing, you know, I, I, I beat him on those two days, but uh, I don't, I don't think he was, you know, like, Oh yeah, I think Jared was playing good. Actually. <laughs> but, but those, those guys, you know, that's what I mean. It, but had he been playing with somebody that, you know, he always plays a game with or something, they might've, you know, shared some of that energy or whatever. Well, man, we don't want to keep you too long, man, but we want to appreciate you coming on and, and wish you luck this week. And, and we'll definitely be following you, and hopefully we'll see you next week at the Wells Fargo. I'm probably going to be up there on the practice round on Wednesday, and, and Chris was going to be on Friday. So, so just keep an eye out. We'll, awesome. Uh, we'll try to meet up and, and say hey to you when you're out there. Yeah, absolutely. Please, yeah, yell, yell at me and, and throw stuff at me uh, and try <laughs> to get my attention. So we'll, we'll uh, be, good to, be good to meet you guys up there and, um, you know, hopefully – Everybody that's listening will be up there in the, in, in the area too. That can and come out and watch it. It should be a should be a fun stretch the second half of the year, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to some good golf and and all that. But really appreciate you guys asking me to to join you guys. I uh, wish you all the best of luck as well, podcast and with everything. And uh, I really really do appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks, Jared. Good luck buddy. to you. Good all right, week. appreciate it. Thank take you. Care. Y'all take care. All right, you too.